The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hey there, it's Lo. Today's episode, we wanted to start with a special note from everybody at I Love Wellness to recognize that we are going through a very unique time right now. We hope that you are staying safe out there and taking the necessary precautions to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. We are here in New York City where things are not great, but we do know that podcasts are giving us a little entertainment break. And today you may even learn something new uh, because now more than ever, health is of the utmost importance. So we hope that you're staying safe and sane and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another brand new episode of I Love Wellness. I have a super exciting guest on the show. Oh, no. um, we have Bravo personality Darren Carp on the show. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you. Oh, I like. I make up. everyone clap. Ooh, cloud go wild. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Thank you. Do you work in this building? I, this is one of three buildings that I work in. Yes, I work out of Watch What Happens Live with Embassy Row, which is where we are now. Yes. Bravo is at 30 Rockefeller Plaza. Yes. And then I have a people show that I do four days a week, which is down near the World Trade Center. Oh, I know that building. In I Meredith, know where Brookfield they are. Place. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you frequented. So do you like use your metro card or do you take ubers everywhere yeah i uh, i'm a heavy metro card user uh, it's kind of the only way but the thing if is you're is, doing your schedule i imagine it is it's no traffic I, I just can't stand sitting on the west side highway like being a 10 minute walk and still mm-hmm. knowing i have to sit in it but the metro card i don't get the monthly ones because you have to use it twice a day and i don't always use it twice a day like, in order for it to, like, monetarily make sense. Like, de Blasio's, like, if you get the monthly Metro card, you have to use it twice a yeah, day. Yeah, it's like, in order for, like, I've calculated it out, <laughs> the pricing versus how many subway rides I oh, take. Oh, so they don't actually force you. No, it just it just only makes sense to get the monthly <laughs> okay, I was like, what? if you use it at least twice a day, which I don't always use it twice a day. Okay, makes I'm sense. I'm cheap, though. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I say... <laughs> You don't even know where to start with me, Lo. I'm confusing Before you already. Before we started recording, I was like, Darren, what's your byline? Like, what should I say? And I wanted to say NBC page, Darren Carr. Yes, you did. It would be accurate. Are you still an NBC page? No, I Do you gra- still take people on tours? No, I, I did that when I first graduated college. It was my dream job to get out of college. Yeah. Um, I wanted... I still want to be a game show host. That is my uh, dream. And I was okay, looking. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, it's a new a new thing. It's still a thing. <laughs> we'll um, get since into I was it. seven, and I was looking up what my favorite game show hosts of like all time, how they got started, because I never had any TV connections. I didn't know anyone in television. I went to school for like neuroscience and psych, so I wasn't even. I wasn't. We didn't even have media in my school because I went to a tiny college, and uh, I looked it up. And a couple of them, Regis Philbin, Gene Rayburn, were NBC pages. So I interned at CNBC and I applied and got into the program my first semester senior year, and I did that for eight and a half months, and then I got. Um, I applied for the Andy job right after that. This makes me want to cry. It's such a nice story. <laughs> it's like kind of like how it should be to get entertainment. You know what I mean? It shouldn't feel so inaccessible, but it does for a lot of people. It but is totally inaccessible. Yeah. But it does kind of feel like that true American story of, you know, you can be anything you want to be if you just put in the time and Definitely. get the job and do the stuff. I mean, I think 
I don't remember the exact phrase, but it's like, you know, 90% is showing up. Like for me, it's, it's ni- like it's looking people in the eye, shaking them with a firm handshake and yeah. being myself. Like that has gotten me farther than my bachelor's of science degree. In uh, neuroscience. Yes. In anything. <laughs> it's gotten me farther than – literally I learned it as a page. You know, I was actually having this conversation last night because I remember going in for my interview being super stressed. You know, Is this a hard job to get, NBC page? Yeah. Okay. It's a very hard job to get. Okay. Um, it's limited. There's only about 40 or 50 pages at any given time. If you look online, they say like it's harder to get into the page program than Yale and, Medi- Yale and Harvard Medical School combined. Whoa. But it's really because it's entertainment, so you have to kind of know someone or know mm-hmm. of someone or something. Mm-hmm. And also just like not be a total weirdo. Yeah. They want to like, hire non-weirdos to be pages, I would assume. And diverse and a yeah. good, you know, we're, we're the liaisons between the public and the brand that is NBC, mm-hmm. which I always liked. I like representing somebody. Um, and I, I, I was nice to every single security guard, every single, you know, uh, janitor or assistant, everyone, because at the page program I found out that they would ask like, oh, did Darren say good morning to you when she walked in? Or was she, like, super silent by herself? Like, I didn't know that until afterwards, but I think because I'm so friendly, mm-hmm. it actually helped me being a good page. And I think that was one of the reasons they really, really liked me. But it's a very stressful uh, job interview process. So what does the job of being a page entail exactly? Because I've just seen 30 Rock with Tina Fey. With Kenneth? Yeah. yeah. With Kenneth? <laughs> yeah, and that was, like, on when I was doing it. So it was always, like, oh, yeah, we're Kenneths. Like, we are. Like, literally, oh, we are that. So we wear a uniform which has changed, I think, a couple years ago. Mine was like a gray Brooks Brothers suit. You get one of, and you have to wear it six days a week. And you don't make enough to dry clean it. So I just, you know, we were talking about natural deodorant before. I'm just saying, (laughs) deodorant was like a very big thing. Let's just put it that way. And you give tours. Um, There's uh, like every 20 minutes, there's a tour of NBC, of all the studios, whatever studio is open. Mm -hmm. And you give hour-long tours to the tourists. And then when you're not giving tours, you go on three-month assignments. There's like, I don't know, 20-ish or so assignments that you can apply for if the timing works out right and do three-month stints at these assignments. You know, you gain a network, you gain a Rolodex, you figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do, which I think is just as important as knowing what you want to do. Did you always, I mean, now you're like, okay, I'm going to be a game show host, but you always had a sense you wanted to be in entertainment, but did you know exactly what path you wanted to take? Yeah, I've I've wanted to be a game show since I was seven. It's the only job I've ever wanted, truthfully. Since you were seven. Yeah, but there's no (laughs) path to it. It's not like you become like a mini game show host, then like a small game show host, then like a big game show. Like there's no, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I I still am just taking everything like day by day and like hoping someone will recognize me to want me to host their game show. Well. Hello? Do you have a game show for me? I'm no, waiting. No, I don't. Um, I do not currently, perhaps one day. But I don't know. I feel like it's probably in your future. I hope. I mean, <laughs> just it's so in, fun. Just being with you for five minutes and, like, you know, getting to know you a little bit. Thank you. I feel I, like it's probably going to happen for you at some point. I take that as the biggest compliment I could possibly get, so thank you so much. So you have 19 jobs currently. Mm, correct. So tell me what it is that you do every day. And it, honestly, after you tell me what it is that you do every day, I'm really curious for you to like tell me the truth and tell me how you actually do it Yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I uh, work, I get up, work out, 
I work from home. Like the good thing is I've been with Andy for nine years. And when you're with, mm. with, when you're with someone for so long. Andy have, Cohen. The Andy sorry, Cohen. Sorry, the Andy Cohen. Yeah, the sometimes Andy I just Cohen. say Andy. My first job was at Bravo outside of the page program. And I got, I was his assistant right out of that. Mm. And so I've been with him for nine years. And when you're, when you're with somebody, you know, I've sort of, his fame skyrocketed like just as I started with him. Mm-hmm. So I got to really see a good path of how that happens. Also, no, like goes without saying he's literally the nicest most generous person I've ever met like mm-hmm. he is the best mentor for me I told him I wanted to be a game show host in my interview with him and he still took me <laughs> and I said I hated all the housewives and he still took me uh, so that just goes to show the type of guy he is but uh, so I, I get up I work from home remotely on my phone usually sometimes when I'm working out sometimes in between I go downtown to go get hair and makeup for my uh, people TV show which is called reality check so it's all to do with reality. Uh, yeah. We cover Siesta Key. We cover the challengers of my favorite show on television, all the housewives, every Bravo show. So I interview them. I do that for about two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go either to Embassy Row, which is where we are now, or I go back up to 30 Rock to finish out the rest of my day. And then I usually have an event at night I have to go to. And if I don't, I just go home and watch a lot of TV. Go to bed. Yes. I'm a, I'm a late sleeper, though. I don't go to bed before like midnight or one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I have um, I had the flu a couple weeks ago, and I took Sorry. so much NyQuil that like I had to sort of unwind myself from my NyQuil nights, and so I had like five nights in a row I couldn't get to sleep until one o'clock, and I was just destroyed every day because of it. Do you wake up groggy? I don't take sleep medications because no. I can't wake up groggy. I mean, I had the flu and like I had such a bad cough that I really was like, okay, I need to just knock myself out so I can right. sleep the whole night so I can get better a little bit faster because I have to go back to work. Right. Turns out that didn't work. I had the flu for eight days and was like in my bed for eight days. It was awful. Did they give you antibiotics? No. You, well, you don't take an antibiotic for the flu, but I did get Tamiflu, which okay. is the antiviral that you take. But um, I was just saying, I'm impressed that you're able to go to bed so late and still be like operational because for me, sleep is the number one thing that I need. I also had mono this past summer, which is like a whole other story. So I think I'm still just really needing a lot of sleep. You need to sleep for like six months. I know. Like yeah. crypt keeper <laughs> status, hibernate like a bear I and know. just go away. You know, this I would is love bad. to. I would love to. Um, anyway, all of that's behind me now. Good. And yes, at Love Wellness, we do have a sleep supplement called Lights Out, and it works really well. I took two of them last night at like 9 p.m. and by like 9.20, I was done. <laughs> Is it a pill form? Yeah. They're capsules. Oh. They're magnesium, valerian root, and melatonin. Oh, melatonin. I like that. It just gives me sleep like sounder sleep. Deep sleep, Yes. Right? I feel like, like well, well rested. Yeah. Yes. Today, yes. I woke up feeling like I could finally like conquer the world again. It was great. Oh, good for you. Good. I'm glad I'm catching you on a good day. I feel good. Good, yeah, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) I usually take the time I need to wake up. Let's say I get up at 9. Okay. Which is average, 8.30. 9 casual. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't need to be at people until 12. So if I wake up and I I can do work uh, beforehand... Uh, I can work from home and it's like super, you know, uh-huh. it's super easy when you live there. Yeah. Um, but I take like, if I wake up at like eight thirty or nine, I backtrack eight hours and that's the time I try and get into bed mm-hmm. to like almost guarantee that I have like a full eight hours. It's very important for sleep. That's like, it I is. cannot function when we did BravoCon about a month ago and I did 19 <laughs> spots on air for Bravo. I got a collection of 11 hours of sleep over three days and oh, I man. was, and I had to go to people the following week. Everyone took off because they had the flu. They were interacting. 
acting with so many people. Yeah. And I had to work straight through it. And my voice was just like, I had to whisper my rehearsal. I um, couldn't. It was so bad. Was your brain still functional? Or were your words like coming out sideways? Well, the good thing <laughs> is, is like all of my jobs revolve around a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Like outside of the podcast that I do, which is obviously true crime and so a little bit more serious, Yeah, everything is reality. So as long as I'm like paying attention, I, I do feel like I can, I can have a conversation with a brick wall. I really can. <laughs> I really, really can. It's my new podcast, just me and a brick wall. Me and a brick wall. Yes. I love that. <laughs> um, so how contractually do you have so many jobs? Because in entertainment, it, I mean, like you can't work for one network and go work for another network. So how have you like finagled that for yourself? I I don't know why <laughs> I got the position that I'm in where everyone is like the most supportive. Like when I got huh. the people job, yeah, I had an agent. And I said, well, I was like, before we cut any deal, I was like, I really, I owe it to Andy to ask him because if he doesn't want me to do it, like I won't, like he is my priority. He will always be my priority. And I sat him down and I was like, listen, I was like, I got a job at People. I was also up for another thing within NBC. Um, And I, and he was like, do both. I was like, well, doing both is going to require like 12 hours of my day. How am I also? And he's like, no, no, we'll, we'll make it work. He was like, just don't leave me. I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is great. And he was like, I want you to thrive. I want you to grow. Because I think a lot of people, especially for bosses, when the, when you're good at your job, they don't want you to leave as much as they want to see you succeed. Correct. It's, it's a selfish thing. And I get it, right? Because I don't like change. I don't want to teach a person every month what I do. Like, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. But he also knows in order to get me to stay, he has to kind of let me go a little bit, mm. um, which is a very smart tactic on his part. So he uh, he gave me permission to do it. And then I went to the president, who I know really well at Bravo, and I said, listen, like, I got this job that's kind of competing with Bravo. And she was like, no, you should absolutely do it. Like, we know that you have the brand at heart. Like, we we will approve this. And NBC just let me go and do it. Like, they're very accepting. I... I it is a testament to where I work. Honestly, I am filled with such good, smart women, smart men. Like it's, I've never had a bad day at work. Very, very rarely. Hmm. That's so nice. Yeah, I know. It seems fake, but it's true. Yeah. You're like, I'm a girl from Jersey. I have no connections in Hollywood and I'm going to go do it. (laughs) And you are. I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, 31, you know, I never thought I was going to be in the position at 22 where I am at 31 and who knows where I'll be at 41. And, you know, I mean, I take, life is what happens when you're making other plans, you know, and I could have, I could have set myself out. I got so many other jobs along the way, um, but I just sort of always had, I always trusted my gut on what I knew felt right. And I think one of the reasons I wanted to be a game show host is because if you like what you do, you never work a day in your life. And and being game show host just seemed like so much fun to me. And that's always what I wanted my career to be is just fun and enlightening. Okay. So what is your dream game show to host? Well, do you have a concept? Well, I've created my own a couple times. I've pitched a few. Um, I actually just sold a talk show uh, to another network that involves game, which is really Mm. fun. All right. So step one. Step one. It's happening. Um, And I do like a side game show with my friend where um, you pay tickets and then we take all that money and we give it back in prize money. So you can walk away with like 200 bucks in cash. And we do it at this like cabaret theater in the West Village. That's fun. I'm coming. No, please come. I would love to have you. It's my other gay guy friend named Darren also who's like my exact size. Darren and Darren. Yes, we're (laughs) twins and it's amazing. He's awesome. Um, But uh, wait, what was your original question? 
Uh, uh, do oh, you what have game, a game show? Show idea concept. I would love, 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 love to host Let's Make a Deal, which is now hosted by Wayne Brady, but it used to be hosted by my favorite game show host of all time, Monty Hall. Hmm. Um, I'm just obsessed with Monty Hall. I have these weird. I have like two weird game show stories that have happened in my life where it's like this happens to no one. Like, do tell. The the first one is. Um, I was actually, it relates to Embassy Row. So I was 19 in college, my freshman year, and I had a boyfriend. Mm. I'm gay now, but I had a boyfriend. <laughs> Honestly, one of the loves of my life. And I was bored looking for how to get a job in entertainment because I was a little too, freshmen are like a little too young to get an in- internship. You yeah. normally have to be a junior, senior. And so I worked, you know, I worked retail, like I worked with my parents and stuff. And I was looking online and I saw this flyer, saw this like advertisement for a game show that was casting uh, contestants. <laughs> and it was in New York City. I grew up in a suburb of New York City. And I was 19 and I said to my boyfriend, Jamie, at the time, I was like, you got to come with me because everything that I knew about uh, casting for a show or trying out for The Voice, it's like 12 hours of your day. I've seen those lines. Oh, my God. Standing in line at American Idol is like a four-day process. Like, I've been to Prices right before. It was all day, like, yeah. for an hour of show. So I didn't want to be bored. And I and he was like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to do this. And I was like, if I'm – this is a scam. This is a hoax. You're going to feel really bad <laughs> leaving your 19-year-old girlfriend in the city to fend for herself. In New York City alone. Totally guilt tripped him. Totally worked. He came. He waited in line with me. And I was, I didn't want to be a contestant. I just wanted to see how game shows were run. I just wanted to like be in the room. Mm. And I convinced him to apply because I was like, it'll double our chances. Like it'll help me. Like I'm just one person in this sea of 400 people. So of course, three months later, he gets on the show. He gets a call back to be on the show. Not me. And, um, He's the first contestant ever on this game show, which is uh, a game show that is produced, it turns out, by Embassy Row, by Michael <laughs> Davies, who is my boss now. And he's the first contestant on. It's called Power of Ten with Drew Carey. It was on CBS for about a year. Mm-hmm. He's 19, goes on, first contestant. He wins a million dollars. He's the youngest person ever to win a million dollars on a game show. And Michael Davies, like, remembered me as, like, the girlfriend of him. Because my, my boyfriend, Jamie, there, I'm just like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, my girlfriend wants to be a game show host. Like, I'm just literally here supporting her. And the p- camera would, like, pan to me. And it was just, like, me in the background waving like a little loser. Uh, we, were, like, went on morning shows or whatever. I think he's still the youngest. I think he's in the Guinness Book of World Records, actually. He won a million dollars. He won a million dollars. Get paid 100 grand every year until we were 29. We are 31 now. So I often text him. I'm like, listen, I know I broke your heart. But, like, you want to float me 50k like come on like you can never forget me like this is pretty great so (laughs) it ended up I ended up working for the production company that created that show Mm -hmm. then my sophomore year in college I was rushing a sorority Uh, I was in Delta Gamma Ah, nothing goes down faster than an anchor (laughs) thanks Lo you're welcome thank you that's because I'm a Kappa Kappa Gamma oh yes you're a a key is that a key or a kite or what is it Uh, Pi Fi's key is yeah, we have key. Yeah, we're, we have keys. Something like that. I almost did KKJ. I almost did. Yeah. Um, I went to a very small college. Like, Sorry for any DG who's listening if I just like, really offended DG you. DG stands for damn gorgeous <laughs> supporting you out there. Um, in fact, Andy was out to dinner last night with Sarah Jessica Parker, and out of nowhere, he texts me and just goes, hot damn Delta Gam. <laughs> and I go, what? Why are you texting me that? What are you saying? I've like managed nine years without him knowing why I was in a sorority, and he goes... I'm sitting next to a bunch of your sorority sisters, and they just came up to me at dinner, and I was like, oh, no. 
It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so I rushed a sorority, got in. Junior year, I was picking like a, a little, like you had to find a little. A little sister. A little sister. Little sis. And I really connected with this girl named Nina. She became, she's actually a really like prominent director now. She became my little. We were talking. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, you want to be a game show? She's like, my uncle, my great uncle is a game show host. And I was like, excuse me? What? Her great uncle is Monty Hall. <laughs> Who is my favorite game show? And so for my graduation (laughs) gift, she flew out to LA, got him to sign a personalized autograph to me, like headshot and everything. It's in my room. Like I have a shrine him along with other uh, autographs. I've been to his. I've been to his house growing up. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like weird. Like who else? Could I possibly have in my really tiny school in really tiny, like, Pennsylvania? And yeah. their uncle is my favorite game show host of all time. It sounds like kismet. Exa- it's beshert. It's beshert for sure. It's going to happen. I hope so. This is so exciting. From your lips to God's ears, baby. <laughs> from the game show gods. I'm really excited. It just, like... It, it does feel like the universe works like that, though. It's like, yeah. how can I not be this? Right? I don't, like, it I would be know. a waste of a good story. I don't know. But if you do become a game show host, I would like to come to your show. As a contestant or just as, like, support group system? Support group system. That's what I like. Because I can't rig it for you. You know, I'm very, very particular. Support group system. Okay. All yeah. Right. I, I'll, I'll accept you. you. I will give you comp tickets for as long as you would like, whatever show that will be. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so how do, how do you do it all? Um, you know, Are I you, mean, like, a, wor- a fitness girl? You say you, like, work out every morning? I do you work get out. your sleep? Like, how do you manage it? Because, I mean, just going from three places a day, like, for yeah. work sounds crazy. Yeah, I, uh... I like fill my time appropriately. I think I work smart, not necessarily hard. Ah. So I'm very efficient. Yeah. Um, I'm a creature of habit. I like a routine. So once I get into routine, I don't have to expend a lot of energy on doing that. Mm-hmm. I wear black every day. I don't really have to think about what I'm wearing. Which You're wearing blue now. I'm wearing I'm wearing a dark blue, like aqua kind of color-ish. Liar. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I You can attest. I usually wear black every <laughs> single day. I thought for low, I would be bright. I almost wore like a hot pink thing for you. What? Uh, I know, because I was like, oh, she's girly. Like, she'll like it. Do I give off a hot pink vibe? Wait, why? Is hot pink is my favorite color. I like pink. Hot pink and black are like a dope combination, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, so I work I work efficiently. I mean, again, being with Andy for 90, for 90 years. For nine years, you know, if he said, do this, do that, I know exactly that person to go to. I've got them on speed dial. I know his credit card, social security, everything by heart. Yeah. You know, I've done it so many times. So it's a lot easier for me to just do that. Mm-hmm. He's also, nothing is like, if anything is very urgent, you know, I tell people, because they want to please Andy, obviously. It helps when you work for someone famous that you can get stuff done a lot quicker. Um, and like on the subway, I'll be working or I read a lot. I'm an avid reader. Um, so I spend all that time reading. The moment I get out, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm doing work. I'm on the phone. I have two phones. I used to have three. Uh, I just, I fill every single day and make it count every single minute and make it count. I'm always on the go and always working And that way. I can appreciate my downtime a little bit more because I feel like, like I've earned it. Do you like doing that? Do you like working like a maniac and like filling every moment of every day? Like to me, that kind of sounds like a nightmare. I know. I'm gonna, gonna be honest with No, you. I, I completely agree with you because <laughs> like, I, why do you do this? <laughs> I do it because I'm never going to be younger than I am in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think I should be that busy at 31 because I'm not going to have the energy when I'm 51. And because it's worked in my favor, I mean, it does stress me out for sure. I am a very highly anxious, stressed person. I do operate that way and I can be very frantic. But my fear of failure has motivated me. Like I was one of those kids growing up where 
I'd study like 18 hours for a test, take it, come home, be like, I failed, and then get like a 98. And I would do it almost every time. You know, my parents were like, if this is what works for you, like, this is what works for you. I don't, we don't want to change it. We just want to make sure that you're not like killing yourself, you know, Uh like getting a 98 or 96 is not going to matter. Like, it's just, you know, I mean, I, I came home in like second grade one time. And got a 60 on a spelling test. In the second grade. In second grade. And you remember and this. And I came home and I was so embarrassed. This and is why you studied 18 hours for a test for the rest of your life. Very nerdy. Because of this one moment. It's so true. This, like, <laughs> Even my parents will say, this was the moment. Came home, 60. I cried. And my mom was like, did you study? I was like, what's studying? Yeah. And she's like, oh, like learning. And so uh, <laughs> I, st- I think I still hold the record in like my elementary school for getting 2,800s after- in a row after that. Like I was a freak. Like I just, I need to succeed and I want to be the best. And not for, not compared to anyone else, just for me. Like I just, I feel good when I know that I can perform really, really well. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I do complain about being busy a lot. But when I'm not busy, I'm like, uh, no one wants me. No one wants, like, no one wants me to be on air. Like, I'm not good at this. Like, I question myself if I have downtime. Mm. So, you know, they always say if you want something done, give it to the busiest person in the room because they'll get it done. That's kind of me. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Um, So when you do have downtime, what do you do? Do you do watch a lot of TV? You hang out with your girlfriend? Like, how do you, how do you, like, turn off? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Um, can I be honest? Yes. I smoke a lot of pot. Oh. I smoke weed every day. Every day? Every day. Every yeah. night? Every night. Yeah. Or never every morning? Be- <laughs> never before work. I'm always very <laughs> impressed by people who can do this. I would never, ever smoke before going on air or talking to someone. I would be so self-conscious. Even if I sounded right, yeah. I'd be like, why is Lo looking at me like that? Like, what, what did I, like yeah. I said something, I offended her, and then I'd feel really terrible about it. Like, mm. So I only, uh, I only smoke at night, uh, but yeah, I do it every day when I watch TV, for sure. That's nice. I, I smoke every once in a while. And, you know, I'm from California, so it's legal there. So when I'm at home, I go to MedMed legally. Yes, you do. And purchase marijuana. It's like the Apple store of weed. Oh, (laughs) I smoke weed with my dad a lot. Yeah, we go together. It's fun. Um, It's a good bonding time. But I will say that it makes me feel really paranoid and uncomfortable most of the time. I've heard that from a lot of people. I mean, and I always say, like, if that's true, why do it? You know, like, it it only works. I mean, like, I love a laugh. Also, sometimes you, like, get a laugh. But for me, most of the time, I get that sense of, like, paranoia and discomfort. And, like, oh, my God, I feel different and I just want this to be over now. Yeah. No, I mean, that is a common, I never smoked in college. I started smoking way after college. Like mm-hmm. I only drank and I drank very heavily and I just, you know, in your twenties, like your body, I mean, I'm 31, so I'm still young and I understand that um, to your listeners. I'm not trying to say like I'm old, but you know, you, you, you change and I had more responsibilities and I just like drink, like I always could control what I say or what I think when I'm high and with alcohol, I can't. And I find that I make a little bit more mistake. I'm also a very flirty person. And so I just never wanted to like cross that line. And I drink, I drink casually, but I don't care about drinking. I never come home and have a glass of wine. Me neither. I never drink by myself. Me neither. I don't think I ever have. I have a lot of friends that have a glass of wine every night. Yeah. And I just have never 
been that person. Me neither. And I, I just need... don't even think about it. No, me neither. It doesn't even strike me nope. to like, oh, I should like go home and have a glass of wine and watch television. Like that thought doesn't even cross my mind. Absolutely <laughs> not. But for me, like I'll roll a joint and I'll smoke it and I'll watch, you know, and I can, it helps me be creative. You know, it helps me think about things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very like introspective person. I'm very, like, I'll go to bed making lists in my head. Mm. Um, and it just helps me kind of relax and be like, okay, my day is done. I don't have to be in front of everyone. I can put on my beautiful flannel pajamas and just chill and eat all the dried cereal in the world. Oh, dried cereal. Yeah, dude. It's the greatest, greatest stoner snack. What's your favorite? I like a cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> Not going to lie. Love a cinnamon toast crunch. But I had- why dry? Because Be- I feel like when you're stoned, I you know, also it's- have like a dry mouth. And so like, why would you want to eat like dry, crunchy cereal on top of your dry mouth you are moment? A hundred percent correct. You are absolutely <laughs> like, this is a, I'm a psychopath and this is my serial killer trait. I just like eating large quantities, like an absolute savage beast and just like putting my whole hand in the thing and just like at my face. But you're also so tiny. Thought- How do you do it? How do I do it all? I've always been thin. Yeah. I've always, like, I've always been an athlete athlete. Um, Mm. I was played soccer all throughout my life. I was a runner. I ran track. Um, I like being active. I also walk a lot of places. Mm. Um, and I, you know, when I snack on stuff, I always, my my friends make fun of me here because like they're, you know, they're like, oh, McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, I'm eating beef jerky, almonds, (laughs) and like, you know, gorilla (laughs) munch from Trader Joe's. Like I'm eating like still fairly healthy things. I have, you know, I have my, I don't, I don't believe, I believe everything in moderation. Like Mm -hmm. I've never dieted. I've never done anything like that because I just, as regimented as I am, like I could never give up cheese. Like I just, there's like, it's not happening for me. Mm -hmm. I love cheese so much. And I'm like, all right, if I'm going to eat a crap ton of cheese today, maybe tomorrow I'll limit it or I'll work out a little extra or something like that. You sound so balanced. I am. That's so nice. Question mark? Yes. I I am am question mark. I am question mark. Yes. Yes. I am some days. My girlfriend might disagree. Uh, She calls everything I do frantic, Darren. She's like, oh, you're frantic cooking. You're frantic this. You're frantic that. I'm just a very... I'm a very, like, high-functioning, like, high-anxiety, high-personality, big everything all the time. It's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know I smoke weed every night. Exactly. She likes me on weed better, too. I was like... You need a little break. (laughs) Yeah, I've been dating my girlfriend for five years, and, you know, she's like... She used to smoke weed, now she drinks, and I'm like, babe, have we ever fought when I'm high? Have I ever, like, flipped out on you in a bar and thrown a glass because you were flirting with a girl? She's like, no, never. I'm like, so you want to encourage me to keep drinking? Like, you want to encourage me to keep smoking weed? Like, Mm -hmm. all I want to do is eat or sit on the couch. How did you guys meet? Tinder. Tell us your love story. We met on Tinder. You don't, wait, you don't have to tell us your love story. Only if you're comfortable. I'm totally, I mean, I'm the most comfortable lesbian out there. Uh, I will turn all of you in this room right now. I, uh... (laughs) That's how comfortable I am, though. Uh, Sarni knows. I've tried for years with her. Um, it's because she's so pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. Uh, I we met, I, I dated someone on Tinder. I had another girlfriend on Tinder who was also in music. Mm-hmm. And then I she moved to L.A. We broke up. I dated someone who it was a very uh, contentious relationship because she was um, from Alabama. And she was a Southern Baptist, and she went home to Alabama to come out for me. Whoa. And I can't tell you how, I, I mean, I could tell you what happened, but let's just say uh, I was hate crimed and my life was threatened on the phone. In fact, it happened here um, and it happened five years ago this week. 
And I haven't spoken to her since. Her mom, like, threatened my life and was like, I'm going to blow your faggot head off with a shotgun. Oh, my God. So after that happened. That feels really devastating. It was. Yeah, yeah. not. It was because I was. And I grew up in northern New Jersey and, you know, work. I work at Bravo. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's a gay man or a woman. Like, I. It was Life my, is good here at Bravo. It, it, it is. <laughs> in terms of acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we joke about it. You know, I mean, I got to, I went into Andy's office after it happened and I was like, listen, I was like, I never cry at work, but I just need to like be in your office right now and just like mourn this thing. And he just opened his arms and he hugged me and we talked about it. And I thought about it and I was like, I get to go back to my life in New York City working for Andy Cohen at Bravo. She has to live with a parent that doesn't love her or doesn't love her any more than she loves her religion in Alabama. Like, I wasn't the victim. She's the victim. And I just happened to be, like, this side effect that happened. And I hope she's okay. Like, I, 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 I genuinely hope she's okay because I think I dodged a bullet there. Um, and, you know, if you're not out, I mean, it just taught me, like, you can't date me unless you're out. Like, it, it, it just doesn't compete with me. Like, I'm, I'm out there. I'm a personality. It's not going to happen. So I took, like, a month off from dating, and I got on Tinder. And I saw a few people, and I met Carson, who's my girlfriend now, a couple days into it. And she'd only been on Tinder one day. And I was her only date. And uh, we start, I, sh- I thought she was too short, and she thought I was too young. And on our first date, which she picked right across from her apartment, she lives in Brooklyn, mm. uh, she was sitting down. And I was like, oh, my God, what if she's, like, too short for me? Like, I only ever date, like, girls who are 5'11 and really? taller. Yeah. So I was like, ooh. And I'm 5'7. She's, like, 5'4. So I was like, you know what? You just, like, it's an equality. Like, you just don't know if you're going to be attracted to it. You know, yeah, like. totally. I know my girlfriends, they, like, tall guys. And they might not give a guy who's, like, 5'7 the time of day. But, mm-hmm. like, I see if they got a great personality, like, who cares? And she was sitting down. And I was like. So you like tall girls. Oh, I like tall women. Yeah, I've dated a woman who was like 6'1 before, 5'11. How tall are you? 5'7". Wow, wait. You, I'm like, Next time my I see Lo, she's like, like on stilts. She's like, hey, Darren. Hey, I'm so tall. <laughs> but like my mind is being blown. Like, wow, yeah. cool. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. Um, only ever date tall, only ever date older. And like I'm not older, older, just like older than me. My girlfriend now is 35. Okay. So reasonable, reasonable. But uh, we honestly, like, we But she's a, not tall. She's not tall, and I thought it was going to be an issue, and I literally forgot about it after that night. Like, she just won me over with her... Lovely personality and hair. Um, she has great hair. I'm sure. She's <laughs> I know, great I, hair. She has I great just eyebrows. Guessed, I just guessed that she had great hair. She does, <laughs> man. She does. She has good eyebrows, good hair. She's a badass woman. She's very intimidating. Mm. And I like that. You know, cool. it was kind of the opposite of me, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> we don't live together, though. Not yet. How long have you guys dated? Five years? Five years. And you don't live together? Yes. No, we don't. Sorry, I should not, like, say it in that way. No, like, no. who cares? Everyone <laughs> is like, you guys are lesbians. What? Like, come on. Like, the joke is, like, on your second date as a lesbian, what do they bring? U-Haul. Like, they move in very, very quickly. Uh, and we're, like, the opposite of that. Like, she's lived with every single significant other. I've mm-hmm. never lived with a significant other. So we're kind of coming at it from the same reasoning. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to jump into it. If it's right, it's right. I just want to, like, choose her every single day. Also, a different borough. Like, fuck, that's... I'd move to Brooklyn. Would you? Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Mm, I wouldn't at this point. Really? Well, you're a Manhattan you know, girl. I've lived in Manhattan since 2012, so the idea of moving to Brooklyn really feels like I would be moving far away from everything that I know. To- I get it. I thought that- I go to Dumbo. I have no idea where oh, well, I Dumbo's am. Dumbo's like 
Williams, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I know every street in lower Manhattan, like the back of my right pan. What are you saying? Hand. You know? Yeah. Like back I was of dri- your pants. Like, I was driving earlier and my assistant was with me and she was like, why are you like really know your way around? I was like, well, yeah, I've lived here for eight years. Yeah. It's know? an easy city to navigate. That's why I love it. Yeah. You're like, I should know it. I like, should. I don't know. Yeah. I should know it. But yeah, moving. Um, Have you a- always lived lower Manhattan though? Yes, I've always lived lower Manhattan. Okay. But moving across the water just sounds like truly, really like I'd be moving across the country. I think you'd love it. I don't know. It's got great shopping. The problem with Williamsburg where she lives is that it's become overrun with like a lot of tourists. Well, it's just tourists everywhere. And it's like, you know, I mean, it's got great views. That's the problem. It's like, it's beautiful to look at Manhattan and like see the fireworks and be on the water. You know, I mean, Manhattan's got the view of Jersey. I know. I mean, I don't (laughs) hate on Brooklyn. I like Brooklyn. Every time I go there, it's lovely. I have a great meal. You know, I see interesting outfits and it feels nice. Yeah, it's very hipster. (laughs) Yeah. There was a Tumblr account that it was like, is it Halloween or just a Brooklyn hipster? And it's like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, it's the same. I would move to Queens. I've got no problem. I mean, I live in Manhattan now, but I would move anywhere that had like a cool space, cool restaurants. Like I don't need to live where I go out. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just want to make it convenient for myself. Yeah. I do like Queens actually. Queens is, um, best restaurants, great restaurants. And you can get like a real house in Queens and like a real yard and have a real life up there. I don't know if I'm ready for a real life, but like, I'm not ready for a real life yet. I could do like a full closet. I would like a full closet. Like I'd like a full town home. Yeah. I would like a terrace. (laughs) Let's just put it on our wish list. It is Christmas after all. I would like all of that stuff. I had to like build one of those like rolling rack closets because I was like, I'm clothes are the thing that I invest in. I just love clothes. Like I don't like anything else, just clothes. Oh, really? I like only shop at Zara. I'm like, I know. I heard like a really bad rumor about Zara. You know, I I hear really bad things about everything. So like, I know. I know, but when I hear it, like that they were anti-gay, I just like can't oh, really? shut there. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I heard that they were. Maybe your listeners can tell me different. But when I hear, it's like when I can't eat a Chick Fil A, I'm like, just don't tell me that they're anti-gay because the chick sandwich is really good. Oh, well, Chick Fil A is an obvious one. Yeah, Chick Fil A is obvious. I mean, I thought you were talking about like the environment and like you know cheap oh. clothes and the effect it has on planet Earth and all this oh, stuff. No, screw was... that. Clothes are clothes. I mean, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, but everything's so cute. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if that's true. I just heard it. I have, I have plenty of blazers from Zara, but I don't. Uh, one of my friends, like they love it, like religiously shop there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an online. I have like five brands that I know, like I can trust and I go to. And what I are get. your favorites? Vince, Helmet Lang, Rag and Bone, Reese. Um, I just bought these amazing Balmain shoes, but there's oh my no God, way I you're could so fancy. actually shop there. So it was just like these one pair of shoes that are like. Oh, sorry, I have to show them. You're going to love them. Uh, my mom calls them mean because yeah. they're like combat boots with like studs on them and they're wow. just like badass. And I'm like, she's like, those are like ass kicking shoes. I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. You know, I have a pair of boots. They're sort of cowgirl boots and my dad calls them my my shit kick, kicker boots. Shit kickers. Shit kickers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're wearing your shit kickers today. I was like, what? Well, it gives you confidence though, right? I mean, whenever yeah. I put these on, I'm like, no one's messing with me on the streets. Like I've got this down. It's totally true. Yeah. I love that. Okay, well, you like fancy stuff. Yes, I like it. I can't afford it. (laughs) I'm sure you can because you have 27 jobs. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You're always on the move. Yes. 
I'm envious of this life of yours. Oh, um, we could switch jobs for like a day, though, if you want. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you be Andy's assistant. See how that's like. <laughs> you can host reality check whenever you want. Like, please. Thank you. Call me. Yeah, the hair and makeup is nice every day, though. I will say that. Yeah, it's I like bet that is really nice. Yeah, like waking up and trying to just deal be, like, with it. Brash face. Yeah. Yeah, like fuck it. Somebody else is gonna come do this for me. Yeah, and like they put fake eyelashes. I'm like fake eyelashes. Like I cannot. I would never. Like I'm. This is how I dress every single day. I don't own a pair of heels. I don't like the mascara and blush. That's pretty much it. Nice. Yes. So it's nice getting a little zhuzh. All right. Well, I'm full jealous of your life. I'm jealous of your life. Now. You seem very calm and collected and just like at peace. That's nice. Sometimes. Some days. You don't seem frenetic at all. I'm not at all. That's good. I am like pretty laid back and calm. That's a better way to be. (laughs) It's a better way to be. You have like the LA, you're like a New Yorker with that LA like DNA and I'm like a New Yorker with that New Yorker DNA. So I'm just like always so neurotic. You're, you can calm down. It seems like, like I would love to sit next to you, mm. not speak to you, just, just sit, sit with next me. to you and absorb your energy. We could just go on a drive one day. I would love that. Yeah. Don't say anything to me. Just yeah. like, let me be next to you and like sleep. Yeah. Be nice. I could do that. We'll show for <laughs> you anywhere. Um, awesome. Well, how, where can our listeners find you? <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> uh, the best source. Can you believe I end a show like this? I always end it this way, but like. No, it's good. Like, where Come can on. they find you? Where can they, they can find stalk you? stalk me um, on uh, all social media, um, at Carpe Darren, C-A-R-P-E-D-A-R-Y-N. I'm it's, following you now. Oh, thanks, Lo. It's just my name backwards, but it's supposed to be, you know, like, seize the Darren. Um, uh-huh. So, at Carpe Darren, and then I do People TV reality check every day, Monday through Thursday, and you can follow at People TV. Uh, it's also on my Instagram, and it's on YouTube and Twitter and all that good stuff. And then you can download Martinis and Murder anywhere you get your podcasts. What a pro. What a pro. The yes. future game show host of the universe. Come on down. Darren Carp. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.